Real Weight Loss for Real Women presents Weight Loss Made Real, and you are listening to episode number four. Episode number four talks about the three essential parts of ending your eating problems. And welcome. I'm Cookie Rosenblum. I'm your host. I'm a master weight loss coach and author, and I'm really happy that you're joining me today. There's a lot I want to share with you as usual, so let's get started with episode four. Today, we're going to talk about the three main parts that I want you to start thinking about and looking at when you look at your life. And these are the three main parts of how we're going to end your eating problem, whether it's binge eating, emotional eating, or general overeating. These three parts all put together have a big impact on everything that you do, including how you eat. So when we talk about these three big parts, what we're really talking about is taking active ownership, taking active responsibility, and making a decision to manage your life. Not to just live your life and let it happen and whatever comes your way will come your way, but to allow things to come your way and then to manage things, to take a more active role in doing that. Now, you already manage a lot of things, whether you're aware of it or not. You manage your job, you manage your home, you manage your money. If you have children, you manage your kids, your family, your relationships. But a lot of times what I see is that my clients, just like you, they just let circumstances rule their life. So if things are going really well, you may feel happy and it may be easy to eat well. But when life throws you a curveball, you probably get off track. And we can't wait for things to be perfect and circumstances to be perfect in order to eat well. We need to know that we're in charge of how we manage ourselves through the good times and the bad, and that includes how we eat. So this involves three main areas. And the first is how we care for our body. And the second is how we manage our minds. And the third is how we practice overall self-care every single day. And in the body, I just want to remind you, we already started to talk a little bit in the last episode, episode number three, about how a naturally slim woman eats. We're going to come back to that a lot in greater detail and do some troubleshooting if you have trouble waiting till you're hungry to start eating or if you have trouble figuring out what to eat or eating what you know is best for you, or if you have trouble stopping when your body's had enough. We will come back to that in great detail. But just know for now that how you eat and what and how much all come under the category of how we care for our body. I want to give you a big picture view of the whole solution and how it works today. So to go into this in the beginning, just know that there are two ways, probably many ways, but I want you to look at two ways of looking at any problem. And they are from up in the air and down on the ground. From up in the air, imagine that you're in a high rise looking down at the ground and you could see the traffic patterns You could see people in the streets. You could see the big picture view of how everything is moving down below. That's good because it gives you an idea of the scope of the problem you're trying to solve. You step back from it. 
big picture thinking. But big picture thinking isn't enough to solve the problem. Then we need to go down on the ground and take those next steps. So down on the ground alone won't give you the big picture. You'll lose motivation. You won't know why you're doing what you're doing. But up in the air won't give you the whole picture either because you won't know what the steps are and you won't take action. So when we're looking at this problem of how do we solve eating in a way that doesn't serve us, how do we resolve that? I want you to know that we're going to go up and down, looking at it from big picture view and looking at it from on the ground, what's my next step? because we are the managers of our whole lives. So the better we become at this, the more easily we solve problems. And then you're looking at your whole life, not just how and what you eat. When people talk about the holidays are coming, what should I eat? I'm going to this party. How am I going to resist the hors d'oeuvres? I chuckle a little bit to myself because that is a tiny, tiny on the ground question. But the bigger picture that's really going to solve the problems of your eating during the holidays comes from you rising above, being up in the air and looking down and seeing what is this pattern I'm in? What comes up for me? Then going back down and making those tiny little decisions. So let's talk about the first part of these three essential parts of ending the eating problems. And the first part is managing your body, as we've said. One of those parts, of course, is how we eat, what we eat, and how much we eat, right? And that's what's on everyone's mind when they want to stop eating in a destructive way or lose weight. It's important, but it's not the only part of taking care of your body. And I find with my private clients over and over and over again, that the more we take care of all aspects of our physical body, the easier it is to give ourselves what's really good for us in amounts that are good for us and take care of that body because we're already doing other things that reinforce that. So besides eating, we're talking about sleeping, getting enough sleep and getting enough rest and moving your body and looking at your health and how you look at doing those things so that you want to do them. You don't just feel like it's something that you should do or that you have to do. One example of this is looking at exercise as something that we do for an improvement, incremental improvement in our health, our mental health, and just the way we maintain our bodies. I like to think of maintenance as me making my doctor appointments, seeing my dentist, taking care of my teeth, my hair, my skin, using sunscreen, taking vitamins, drinking enough water, those are all different ways that I maintain my body and food is a piece of it, but not the only part. So we have the body. The second part of what we're going to look at is taking charge of our emotional life, which means managing our mind, which also means managing our emotions. So in order to do this, I want to give you the beginnings of managing our thoughts and understanding how our feelings are created by our thinking. So know that this is basic cognitive behavioral psychology. And this is the theory that's used in common everyday life for all of us. And here's how it goes. Something happens in the world. 
something that happens, whatever category of life it may be, a circumstance happens in the world. When that happens and we become aware of it, our mind creates thoughts about it. And a thought is simply just a sentence in your mind. That thought in your mind creates a vibration in you, in your body, that you feel as an emotion, a feeling. And that feeling that you have then leads you to make choices in the actions that you take in the world. And when you take an action, any action, whether it has to do with people or work or money or food, it doesn't matter what it is. When we take an action, we eat something, we don't eat something, that creates a result. And when we take an action over and over again, we get strong results and those become a part of our MO. They become a part of just how we are, how we act. If we don't step back and take a look at them, they give us results that we don't necessarily like or want. So how does this relate to eating problems? Well, when something happens in your world and you think something about it, that creates an emotion for you. And for a lot of us, we have trained ourselves that when we feel an uncomfortable emotion, whatever it may be, we immediately want to get away from it. And what's a fast, easy way to get away from that uncomfortable emotion? We eat. We eat foods that don't serve us. We overeat. We pack on extra weight, running away from a feeling that's simply a vibration in our body. We don't understand in the moment what we're doing. We may not be conscious of it or aware of it, but our thoughts about all kinds of different things definitely push us towards food. And this is where you would call yourself an emotional eater. You don't want to feel the discomfort of the feeling head on. So you do something to make yourself feel better. So first know that before we get into how you're going to manage that, just know that the way you're doing it now is you're managing it with food. You're just doing it in a way that you think will help you. So when you go for food, when you're not hungry, when you get a thought that you should start eating and not want to stop, if you're a binge eater, then what we can do are several different things. First, we could even be aware that it's happening and we could say, oh, wait a minute, I'm not hungry, but I feel like eating. And that's just because of what I'm thinking. So we can be aware of what's happening. Secondly, we can be aware of what's happening and look at the thought that's giving us discomfort. We will go deeply into this, so don't worry about it right now, how to find that thought. But we can create a new thought that feels better. And if it feels better, it's going to give us a different feeling. And then we don't have to run away from it. Or we also, number three, could just question our thoughts. And when we think something that makes us so uncomfortable that nothing but Ben and Jerry's and a brownie is going to make us feel better, we can question it and just say, wait a minute, is that definitely, definitely true? Do I have to think that? And the answer is usually no. So we eat emotionally to avoid a feeling that we fear. We distract ourselves from something that's uncomfortable. And then when we eat, and we're eating when we're not hungry or we're overeating, then that becomes the new focus. And then we can think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Why did I do that? 
my weight is already so high, and that becomes the new focus. Then you get mad at yourself, and that whole thing that you just did, from the circumstance happening to the thought that you create to the feeling that it makes, they all create a habit in your brain that's now primed to happen over and over and over again. And the same thing happens with binging. With binging, we also are creating a brain habit from our thoughts that just takes over. And we do something a few times, our animal brain, our old brain that's wired for survival, thinks that we must need to do this thing to survive. And when we get stimulated and reminded of it, we do it over and over again. So you have that choice of ignoring it and not strengthening the urge, seeing it for what it is, looking at it just like spam in your email inbox. You just ignore it and you delete it. But we will go into tremendous detail about binge eating later on. So this is the way that your emotions and your thoughts are connected to eating and managing that whole package that I just talked about, your thoughts, your feelings, how they lead you to your actions. That is something that you need to master in order to master your eating. The third thing that we talked about is caring for yourself. And that is, what do we do to give ourselves what we need all the time? All the time. So I don't only mean when things are good or when things are bad. I don't only mean that when you're upset, you take a bubble bath and light a candle. And I don't only mean that when you're good, you feel great and you exercise and eat well. I mean when things in your life are great or not so great. So pleasure, joy, figuring out what your ideal day would be like, this is what leads to an ideal life, figuring out what your non-negotiable needs are, and then finding ways to give yourself what you need. And usually we do these by creating routines, routines for ourselves and rituals, little ways of doing things on a regular basis that help us, that make us feel good, that give us the results that we want. So that might be some time alone. It might be connection time with people in your life. Adding something that feels good every day doesn't have to be big. It could be a 20-minute break where you put your, your feet up and you read People magazine. It could be something simple and tiny. And then other times it could be bigger. It might be that you meet friends for dinner. It might be that you go away for a weekend. It might be that you give yourself a week off and stay home and take care of lots of little nagging details that are draining your energy. So it's knowing yourself, knowing what gives you pleasure, literally having a list of things that you could do at any given time to fill up that bank account with self-care. And I'm going to help you figure out what should be in your bank account. When all three of these things are in place, your body, managing your mind, and taking care of yourself, when they're all in place, our life runs well. And then we could respond to any incoming issues and situations with grace. So eating is just one part of a smoothly running life. It's not critical 
you can decide down the road how you want to eat. But what you eat is not the biggest question. That's what I want you to come away from today understanding. That is not the biggest part of it. From the big picture, it's more how do we live and how do we manage ourselves? And the way that we do all these three things is, here's the key word, unemotionally. Of course, I want you to experience joy in your life and pleasure, but caring for yourself, managing your life, it does not need to be steeped in drama. The drama where is where we judge ourselves for whether we did something perfectly or not leads us back to using food and overdoing other negative habits to handle things that have nothing to do with food. Also, when we slip and we fall back into an old habit, we beat ourselves up and that's where the drama comes in. It doesn't feel good. So we're more likely to get back to the food. So the more you judge yourself and you judge your performance as you're learning this new way to think, the judgment does not help. I want you to be aware of how you're doing, but unemotionally, more like, all right, I did this and here's the result I got. It's not exactly what I want. So now I'm going to go back to the drawing board and tweak it so that I get a different result. Unemotionally, the emotion does not help us. But the rest of your life, if you look at the problem and you define it and you practice a solution, you'll be more peaceful in general. And then when you're working on the eating among all the other things that you want to improve in your life, it will just feel like something that you're taking care of, something that feels good. So I want you to think now about your own life and look at the three main areas that we talked about today, your body, your mind, and your self-care. And I want you to ask yourself, how are they going for you right now? And when you have a problem, what is your MO for taking care of it? Do you get upset and go into a spiral of eating to escape feeling bad? Do you take good care of yourself sporadically? Or is it a regular habit? I want to know if you take good care of yourself as you take care of your pet or your car or your job. I want you to see where the gaps are and they may be big. That's okay. We're going to do one thing at a time. And the first step is your awareness. So I have something I'm very excited about that I want to share with you today. And thank you first for joining me again. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. But what I've decided to do as a reward for being one of my listeners and subscribing is I have written a book and I'm going to give you that whole book for free to my podcast listeners as a download. My book is called Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It's sold on Amazon for $12.99 and the Kindle version is $9.99 and I'm going to give it to you for free. So go to weight loss made real forward slash book. And I am just very happy to share my book with you and let me know what you think. So that's all for today. This is Cookie Rosenblum. And I want to remind you again that as you search for answers, remember to keep it real, just like you. I will see you next week. 
Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more and get some worksheets or interviews I've done and a few free chapters of my book, go to weightlossmadereal.com and sign up for some goodies. I'm really happy to share what I have with you. That's all for today. This is Cookie Rosenblum reminding you that as you search for answers, remember to keep it real, just like you. I will see you next week.